Yo, yo, good day. Episode 8 for the love. You're welcome. Thank you for joining. I want to shout out to my supporters, my loved ones, and even the white people. You know what I'm saying? Because white people, more so the white people that understand, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are important and just want y'all to understand that we're just talking about your ancestors and your great grandfathers. You know what I'm saying? But it's all love for the love. This one is a special one, man. Um, Before I kick it off, I just want to introduce it. Um, I was blessed to do an interview with the Don P, Project P, um, the one and only Canada's finest, you know what I'm saying? And this one, y'all going to hear me talk about my upbringing, my life, the pod, you know, for the love and everything culture and the shit that I love, man. So before I kick it off, I just wanted to introduce it to y'all because this episode is officially dedicated to uh, P's and Q's. Shout out to P, you're a legend, first and foremost, and let's get it cracking. I'm here, man, you know what I'm saying? Look, man, the only interviews I remember is job interviews, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right well you guys i really really appreciate everybody tuning in with me again uh every single thursday um i can't thank you guys enough for taking the time out of your days to just sit here and listen to me interviewing you know people that we've that we know and have come to love and care about so uh this week's interview on p's and q's is with one and only los uh, well, super, super excited to, you know, learn a little bit more about you. So thanks for joining me today, Lois. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up. Um, life for me growing up, um, well, Norfolk kid, um, in the beginning, man, it was just, it was, it was about having imagination, you know, um, just being outside all the time from day to night um, and just being blessed with a parent that allowed me to just experiment shit, you know what I'm saying, and then hold me down. You can hear me, right? Yep, I can hear you perfectly. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, like, growing up, it was just, the, like, that. that's what I can vividly remember, just being outside from day to night and just learning a lot of shit and just seeing a lot of things, a lot of things that I probably shouldn't be seeing in the streets, but um, just witnessing that and knowing that that's not what I want to do and being blessed and having OGs and, and elders in, in the street at the time that would tell me like, yo, Los, like do this, like, cause they seen, they, they knew who I was and they seen the path that I was taking and, and they knew that they, I won't do what they was doing, but I was still around them. So they was able to tell me like, yo, don't do that. Go that way. And when shit got real, they just made sure I wasn't on that side. <clears throat> do you think it's uh, important? I mean, well, of course it's important for kids to have a good uh, upbringing with their parents, but um, you're talking about the OGs that were out, uh, you know, on the streets, just like living their life, which was obviously very different than yours at the time because you were so young. Do you think it's important for for kids to have those sort of mentors that are just like out and about? Absolutely. I mean, nowadays they OG is they IG, you know what I'm saying? So like they, what they, what they're being told is what's on the internet. So they don't have like direct communication from a human. They're looking at shit from the internet and they're going off of that. And that shit is like nine times out of 10, not good because the internet is just going to spew you bullshit to make you think this is what it is. But nah, you need people um, to tell you things like right, what's right and what's wrong and things like that. Do you believe it's that there should be a sense of responsibility on, because so many of the, like you said, OG is IG now, right? And so many of these people that, kids look up to are celebrity. Do you think celebrities have a, uh, somewhat of a responsibility to carry themselves in a certain way for the kids that are their fans? Um, I do, but at the same time, I don't think that we should really strongly idolize these goddamn celebs at the same time, because at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. And they're going to more so do what fits their agenda, which doesn't equivalent to our agenda. 
So right. not saying there's people out there that's going to give you the game, but you want to really just follow your heart in that moment and just um, separate the people that you know that's legit and people that's just telling you shit to tell you shit. And that's where you got to – it's very, very important to, at times, to not say anything and just and, and just watch and listen. You know what I'm saying? They said a wise man once said nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think kids are missing out now due to, like, electronics and, like, phones and Instagram? Absolutely. Because it's, it's like, um, it's pros and cons, don't get me wrong, because, I mean, shit, if I had, <laughs> they threw me a phone back then, I'll, who knows, I would have probably been different. But absolutely, because they're not seeing outside no more. It's like, it's kind of killing the environment. The environment is virtual now. It's like we, it's like you close your eyes and you step into a virtual world and that's the world. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas back then you actually woke up and you was lit, you was a sight, a static to go outside. And, and like I said, I was outside from day to night and you don't even mm-hmm. notice how long you out there. You just out there because that's what's, you know what I mean? Asking mom and dad for another five minutes when they're telling you to come home. Exactly. Like the street lights and, and, and to that point, it was universal when the street lights came on, the squad was running to the crib. I mean, everybody, because it don't matter who moms it was or parent it was, you knew when the street lights came on, it was the whole block running to the crib. <laughs> like, that's not happening no more. The the, the, the street lights is their phone light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, what was one of your favorite things to do as a child? Um. Mm, probably, um. Damn, son. Um, probably, probably sports. I just I was just an active child, man, and uh, also just listening to my my brothers and my and my uh, and my sister playing like music. That's that's how I got introduced to music um, through them, through my through my my inner circle for real. Because my mom, of course, uh, put me on to. Um, old school music so that's what just i would say that like just listening to what was before me and um just sports because i was a very uh active person and i love sports to this day do you have a favorite childhood memory favorite childhood memory is this like a particular range or no any any childhood memory that you can think of that you're like, this is the first thing that popped in my head where you're just like. Mm, probably because uh, how old was I when that happened? This is like I was in my teenage years, though, but probably when I uh, when my moms took me to go see 50. That was probably like the greatest shit ever because <laughs> like growing up, it was it was junior everything. So like this was um, like oh five, I think. You know, I'm not that old, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. that was probably, I can remember that to this day. And it's crazy because that same concert, um, I remember reading Prodigy's book, and that's the same concert where he took his son out to the oceanfront, and he had a moment with his son. So when I read that, I was like, wow, like he, he actually had that moment in that same type of show. But yeah, that was probably the greatest shit ever because I remember singing every song <laughs> that 50 did and my mom was like watching me just rap every song. That shit was crazy. <laughs> if you could speak to Losa any age, what age and what would you tell him? Um, Probably, probably at age 12, I would tell him you know, um, get ready because his life um, ain't nothing about this shit going to get better. So you got to make yourself better. Pretty much. When you say um, things about it aren't going to get better, what are you referring to? Life. Just like the experiences you were having and what you were surrounded with? Uh, life in general. Like everything that's involved in life that includes life is not the... Um, not my life, but the environment, the world, as far as I look at it, none of this shit is going to get better for real. So you have to make sure you get yourself better because they're not going to change the shit. It's going to be the same thing. We're still talking about the same things that we was talking about 20 years ago. 
So at this point, you just got to work on getting yourself better. Right. <clears throat> How many siblings do you have? I'm sorry about that. Uh, okay. What was I the question? How many, how, how many siblings do you have? Uh, I was blessed with two older brothers and an older sister and a little sister. Okay, so, so you I'm weren't sorry, the youngest. Two sisters, two sisters and two. <laughs> 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 yeah, two, yeah. I'm the, well, yeah. It was outside of my baby sister. Yeah. Right. Did your siblings help raise you at all? Uh, my my sister did. My 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 brothers were locked up most of my life. Um, so the times that I had with them, it was really just music. I remember just like that. They, um, my brothers and my sister was was what introduced me to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like my my brothers playing all the thugged out, like the Wu Tang and all that shit. And then my sister, um. Same thing, like, yep. How much older are your brothers than you? Like, how, sorry. Like, no, you're fine. You're uh, I'm 30, so they are nine years apart. What was it like for you growing up with your brothers while they were in jail? <laughs> I mean, they on my pop side, so I didn't grow up. I'm one, I'm one of the ones that didn't grow up with a father, but when I was with them, they will just, like, just try to, like, give me tough, you know, the tough love, be, beat me up and all that shit. Like, um, mm -hmm. it worked, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that that's pretty much the gist with them. It's still, I love them to this day. We still talk, um, but it was just realistically locked up most of my time, so I didn't really get to see them until recently where um, they're out now. And, um, yeah, so it won't really a thing um, where I was, like, raised by them except for the tough love part because every time they, right. they saw me, they made it a mission to make sure – they send a message. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that um, as a kid, because I know you can't speak for everybody, but kids growing up often have either parents or siblings who um, are in the system. And uh, do you think that as a kid that that's, it can be traumatic or it kind of depends on what that experience is like for you and how like the people that are in jail um, handle it? I'm sorry, Pete. Can you say that one more time? So my question is, is that can that be a traumatic experience for children or does it depend a lot on how it's being handled by the adult who's uh, who's away, who's been put as away? As far as my brother, siblings being locked up? Yeah, or just in a general sense, not necessarily just for you. Like, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, I feel like it could. Uh, I feel like it can uh, serve a big impact because, like, uh, depending, like, being that they're my older brothers, I would love to have uh, like an older person that looked like me give me the game as as I'm getting older. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I do feel like that can impact you. But in if you depending on your circumstances, like mine, like I didn't grow up with a father, so that was like my first thought. Before they got into the picture, you know what I'm saying. So, and you're even, close to them now. Yeah, I'm close to them now. <clears throat> yeah, they, and then and you have a younger sister as well. Yes, I have a baby sister. She looked just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in her clothes? Uh, what were, What was it like for you to be an older brother? Did you feel a sense of responsibility? Now, the, the thing with that, I didn't meet her until because. Um, you know, God bless my father, he passed, but I didn't meet her until his service. It's perspective. <laughs> and that was, and, and that was how long ago? Uh, he passed in 2014. Okay. And so you guys have only known each other for, for so many years. Right. Age, so, so I didn't see, she was, uh, she's 16 now, which is fucking, oh man, <laughs> like, Get the pistols, you know what I mean? <laughs> but nah, so when I seen I seen her, she was nine, but it was at that point. So that was my first thought. Like, holy shit, I didn't get to see her when she was a child, I didn't get to hold her. Like, part of me was angry because it's like, why like why I didn't notice, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and that was just a part of, I guess, um, not being around my pops and all that. But 
she was the one that was like holding me down during that moment, which is like the most craziest shit ever. And I'm thinking I was going to be the one to do that. Right. And then you had your older sister that you said was the one sibling that really did help raise you. Yeah, that's the goat. That's the goat. What was your relationship like uh, with her growing up? Were you guys always close? Was there a little bit of like uh, a battle because she was like a mother? Or was it always just like someone you could depend on? That 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 was that was my best friend. Um, yeah, she the goat. Like she 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 was just like my mom. So that that part was scary. But what separated her? Not you know, I mean, my mom is a legend. But she was the one. Like my sister was the one that would like have that 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 side conversation. Like I get where you coming from. Not to say my mom didn't do that, but my mom was my mom. <laughs> She's supposed to be the OG, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. sis being the OG, she was the type that would like, you know, give me the game in a different way. Like I remember when we pulled up at this, uh, at our no, uh, old neighborhood and we, my mom, it was me, it was me, her and my mom's and she, and my mom's driving and she pulls up and it's like three guys on the, it's like three guys to the side on the side of my car. And I decide to, um, at the time, because I can't, I can't speak on how I probably felt. I don't think I was like super scared, but at the end of the day, I decided to get out the side of on the other side, pretty much. And I remember she, I remember, I remember this, uh, like she got me out the car, excuse me, and right in front of them, she told and she said it loudly. She was like, "I don't give a fuck who these niggas are." <laughs> You gonna get out the side and don't be scared of nobody. And that, and in that moment, she taught me about fear. And I thought that was the like, I was speechless because like that shit was so gangster. You know what I mean? They ain't right. care. <laughs> right. Do you, do you attribute a lot of who you are to how uh, she was present in your life? Absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I wouldn't know half of the shit that I know without her. You know what I mean? Like, she taught me, like, that's why I love Lauryn Hill so much, because she's the biggest Lauryn Hill fan. I remember when she went to a Lauryn Hill concert, and she called me just to tell me she was at the Lauryn Hill concert. <laughs> and I was so jealous. And this was, like, this was 98. This is when she dropped, and you know what I'm saying? Right. You've spoken openly um, of the fact that your sister, best friend, passed away. How old were you when she passed? Uh, I was 12. What was that experience? Sorry, how has that experience, how has experiencing that kind of loss affected or changed you? Um, hmm. um, I ain't care. I ain't, I, 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 um, I, ain't, I just ain't, I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> right. To, to this day. Are you saying it like it made you, it changed you in a way where you were, where you became angry? Or are you saying it changed you in a way where you're like, I have to just kind of brush it off? At the time I was angry. I didn't give a fuck about nothing. Um, I still don't care about nothing to this day because of that. Because mm-hmm. it, it taught me, I really, like, like, you know, um, it, it really taught me, like, pretty much anything can happen. In, right. in theory, you know, and I just didn't give a fuck no more. Like now I calm, you know what I'm saying? And I still, so I say I care, but I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But that's like, because when that happened, I'm like, what the fuck else? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What advice do you give to someone who may be experiencing loss? Um, that's a good question. Uh, not to like, like not to necessarily embrace, but like embrace it. Like understand what's like you understand what you're going through and just go through it. That's the only. I, I honestly feel like that's the only thing I can say. You can't tell nobody, like as in not fight it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. You cannot tell nobody how to grieve, and so that's one. So whatever you feel inside, just understand that's what it is and then just go through it. You know what I mean? Right. 
When you were little, what did you want to be? I wanted to be a football player. Sports, drugs, and entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. (laughs) I wanted to be a football player. Was was that a dream you held on to for like... A lot of, like, until, like, yep, until high, high school, school or college. Yeah. Or I, yo, I was a late bloomer, so in high school, I was, like, Kevin Hart. I used to grow up thinking I was going to be Kevin Hart because I was short up until, like, like damn near my junior year in high school. <laughs> and then I got tall. And then I'm hearing, damn, Louis, you tall now? Like, word? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I had stopped. And I kind of wish I didn't quit. But at the time, I just didn't put it, the heart wasn't there no more. And then I, I remember switching over to tennis. Oh, okay. You know yeah, that was going to be my next question. What what made you not continue to pursue that dream? I don't know. I, like this was like freshman year, and of course I wasn't getting playing time. I didn't put the dedication into it. I didn't put the heart, or my heart wasn't there. The dedication wasn't being applied because besides my height, I still could have did something to you know make it look better. And then by the time I grew. You know what I'm saying? I could have uh, took advantage of that. But realistically, I just didn't care anymore about it. And then I was just like, you know what? Let me just find another sport. And I found another sport. When you were graduating or uh, leaving high school, what what did you think that maybe you were going to pursue as a career? Honestly, you, I did. Or were you not thinking much about that? I'm about to say, I probably wasn't even thinking about it. I honestly didn't even know. I remember graduation was from my mom. So I just did that, and it was just like I just started chilling, and then I went to college pretty much right out of that. Uh, what did you take in college? Uh, I studied business. Okay. International business. Are you currently doing what you always dreamt you would do in life? Technically, no. <laughs> um, but why is that? Why is that a technicality? Because I didn't grow up thinking I was going to use my voice. Right. For anything, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that I'm like recording pods and shit is funny as hell to me. But now that's something or recently within like the past couple couple years, I would say that's what it was. And shout out to Tapstone because when I heard Tapstone that like he um, I don't know, but he just opened the gates in my mind to be like, oh, shit. Like, I just like how he's talking his shit. And it sound it, it felt like I can. This is what I do back in the crib, you know what I'm saying? So if you right. can do this and monetize it eventually, okay. <laughs> would you say that that's one of your pa- – would you say that that is your current passion? What, uh, podcasting? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I found something. And then outside of podcasting, what do you do for work now? Uh, I am at the post office. Is this a field that you enjoy working in? Like, do you – is like in the post office or not really i mean this i mean the way i look at it if it was something that i really really didn't like i'd just not be there <laughs> right. but um it's tolerable it's hella mail you know what i'm saying um <laughs> it's hella mail like hella mail like god <laughs> damn son like like I, I know niggas order shit like but shit but it's not bad at all it's just tedious <laughs> But that's like every job. It's tedious. You do the same shit. It's just about if that same shit is negative and is it uh, efficient. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just like making burgers every day. <laughs> if you could have any job in the world, any job in the world, like no inhibitions, it doesn't have to be podcasting, any job in the world, what would it be? Travel and eat food. So like... So- what was his name? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I don't know cause name, but like he to go around the world and just eat <laughs> like what? Like that's like or or, or or listen, God, if you can make it a way that niggas can travel and just like smoke different strands of weed. Oh my God, son, call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but What's, that's the answer to the question. I w- I would definitely travel and eat food in 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 the form of my job. It would be traveling. Yes, it was a uh, thank you to Jamal. It's Anthony Bourdain. That's the name I was looking for. Anthony Bourdain was doing the traveling. What's his, and name? What's his name again? And- you said, oh, okay, Pretty Tony. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, what is actually stopping you from pursuing doing that type of job? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> 
It's just, um, I don't know the way, but just trying to find a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know this podcast ain't, I wish I can get paid from this shit now, but I know it, it takes time and effort. Right. But eventually, I mean, that's the goal. I mean, you could probably do something where you start doing small snippets of yourself eating things within the region there that you live now. Um, yeah, then, but I mean, I feel you, P. But what is it going to be like, Wendy's and fucking? <laughs> yeah, like, yo, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's in Norfolk, but I know I, that they probably have some things that you could eat there that are, you I'm know, tell you, I'm family tell you businesses. Norfolk, Norfolk, but what, what, what we do in Norfolk, yo? Shout out to Feather and Finn because that's one. I give you that, but um, with Norfolk, yo, we'll throw we'll throw some shit out that'll be popping for like a month, and then that shit get bland for the rest of the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What right. was the inspiration behind you starting your podcast? This question's from Sonia. I just kind of um, spoke on it, but again, Tapstone was a big inspo. You know what I'm saying? This was, I had this pod, I actually had this podcast in my brain for like the past five years. The one thing I do kind of wish I didn't did at the time was announce that I was working on it because I wasn't ready for it at the time. Um, going through a lot of mental shit allowed me to pu- kept pushing it back up until now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I can honestly say the people below me <laughs> inspired me to goddamn release this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because right. just being around all this talent and from home and in, in the clubhouse it was like, yeah, let me get my shit and push it out. Did you find it a little bit awkward at first to, to record uh, the podcast? It wasn't. It wasn't awkward. It was hard. It's, it's very hard doing the shit by yourself. That's what I realized because it's like you're by yourself. Like when you um, having a conversation with somebody, it definitely flows. Like my second episode, which is my longest episode, is because is that I have a guest. But when mm-hmm. I'm by myself, it's like very challenging. But I get it done. Like the last one I did. That was probably, like, the hardest one to date because I was, like, really stuck. But then I finally got out of the tunnel, and you know what I mean? Do you believe it's important for people who want to create to just create, even if it's not great, to just push past those moments? Or do you think it's better to just, like, wait it out? Nah, create. That's the whole point of creating. Art is art. Art Art is what's in your brain. Are you planning on having more guests, or do you prefer solo? I'm definitely having more guests. I'm actually um, waiting on my equipment because I have to get a new interface so I can start getting that out. So I have a set list, and the whole purpose of For the Love is for this talent, man. People about to to hear about this talent. Have you ever recorded music or produced a song? (laughs) (laughs) No, I did write a... um, Excuse me, I'm eating grapes, but um, no, I did, I did write, a, I did write a verse, but I don't remember it. I feel like everybody did write something at the beginning of the time. <laughs> um, I always had a dream of like talking shit on a record, on rap, but it, I wasn't being to, the one doing like the ad libs. Yo, like you know the mad rapper, uh, like just <laughs> one of those. Like I just that's one of my dreams. Like throw me on the intro, give me two minutes, and I probably like big body best. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all I need. Uh, did you have like a, a name that like growing up maybe would have been your rap name other than Los, of course? It's only Los. <laughs> only Los? <laughs> it's only Los. And the thing with Los, I wasn't even, that that was just a given. You know, black people, we we cut the name off and it's Los, right? Like you, 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 you Paula, but you pee. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. The fact. When did you first, when do you first remember? Because you said that you got introduced to like rap and hip hop music through your siblings, through your brothers and your sister. Yes. Um, when did you remember it first happening and what was that moment like for you? I don't, like, I don't remember exactly like the year and shit, but I remember like walking in a room and then my oldest brother, like, cause my two older brothers, they're probably like uh, two, three years apart. So I just remember walking in and they like, and it looked like they battle, like they battling each other, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the whole time they spit and pro- uh, protect your neck. And this was, of course, because uh, Protect Your Neck was 93, but, so I'm not going to act like in 93 I was listening to the shit, but um, this this is like early 2000s, but um, I remember them playing that shit, you know what I'm saying? I guess I just happened to walk in and, and, and listen to Wu-Tang, 
And I'm like, holy shit, what is this? And then they like, you, you know, little nigga, little bro, like, and then that, pretty much that. And then I'm next thing you know, I, I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> was that your first memory of wanting to participate in hip hop culture? I was one of the few, and then I remember like uh, between like because I was more I was around my sister a lot, so she was just a a, a hybrid. She would play. Like, you know, she, she, she put me on, she, my sister put me on the R&B tip and she, she was more of art, excuse me. She was more of an R&B cat and she was hip hop. So she would, de- so that's where I got the D'Angelo's. She was a big Lauryn Hill fan. So I, I'm listening to Miss Education every day, every day, <laughs> like in the, like the room, the door, the door room is closed but I'm listening to Lost Ones and she's like spitting that shit for bar the bar. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, and I'm like a little kid. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm telling her to shut the fuck up. But it's like, <laughs> it gets to a point where you rapping the shit with her. You know what I'm saying? Right. What song would you say made you first fall in love with hip hop? That's a good question. Because even though I just named Protect Your Neck, Lauren Hills, the D'Angelo's. The first song that made me fall in love with hip hop was probably is definitely Fifty, and it was uh, I think it was um, it was either Fuck You and or uh, it was one of them shits. It was it, it was it was it was either that or I think Ghetto Quran. Because I remember my brother it- playing Ghetto Quran. Hearing those, hearing those songs, you were kind of like, "There's no way I can't have this music be a part of my life." Pretty much. When I heard, when I heard, um, when I heard, uh, no, 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 how the how to rob, how to rob. That's what it was. Mm. When I heard that shit, I said, "Yo, (laughs) (laughs) I love this shit." Like, (laughs) ever since I heard that, I was stuck on Fifty ever since. I mean, ever since, like every song, every like, no mercy, no fear. 50 is the future, God's plan. People forget about that mistake. You know what I'm saying? Uh, every single t- like, oh my God, son. I'm having uh, memories now. Would you say that in some way hip hop helped raise you? I wouldn't be anything without hip hop. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, this shit is, shit is different, yo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a reason why when I went to go see Fifty, I was singing every song, like bar for bar. Like I was probably doing, I was probably performing the, the songs better than Fifty, respectfully. <laughs> like it's a reason for that. It was your show. It, it, no real shit. I remember what I wore that day. <laughs> My memory's not even that well, but I remember that shit. Like it's, it was like the greatest. Yeah, up until even later on where you got the blog era. And that's kind of around my point where I started, you know, the whiz, the, the currencies, the big crits. Right. That, like, being able to witness that and, yeah, get that popping off was crazy. Who's in your top five MCs, dead or alive? All right, so I don't have a, I don't have a, like, this is my personal five. Meaning, like these five people gravit like I gravitated to to these people the most. Right. Um, Jay is definitely in there. Fifty. Well, I should have said fifty first. My bad, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, because growing up, fifty was life. You know what I'm saying? So fifty is in there. Jay, Ghost, Ghost again. So that's Ghostface, Styles P, and then, that's four, right? Right. And my fifth is Prodigy. I mean, we tell you all the time in the rooms when we're talking to you and all the conversations that we have about hip hop. And um, we're always so surprised about how vast and extensive your knowledge of hip hop is. Sonia's question is, how does hip hop play a part in your everyday life? I mean, it's the culture, man. It's the lifestyle. It's, 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 it's like the, the music is just a representation of the culture. But hip hop is every day. It's when you wake up, you breathe, you eat, how you talk. Like 
Uh, I just mentioned my five, but my honorable mention would be Raekwon. Like, listen to Cuban Links, the Purple Tape. Like, his length, like, his slang, the way he talks. That shit, to me, is second to none. You know what I'm saying? I was just watching Raekwon on, on YouTube, and I was just astounded how he was just, how he talked. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just shit like that. Pe- just seeing the people slouching on the chair, the, how people walk up to you. It's just, it's, 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 in, it's in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if it wasn't in me, I wouldn't know what the fuck I would be. And I don't even want to imagine. Hip-hop can be somewhat explicit, as we know. Is there any age that you believe is too young for children to listen to hip-hop? Can you say that again? Because hip-hop can be somewhat explicit um, and touch on topics that can be sexual or they, they curse a lot. Is there any age that you believe is too young for kids to listen to hip-hop? Um, I don't... I do... I feel like it's... Damn, that's a trick question, yo, because that remember um that remind me of the um that remind me of the Kendrick skit when um when he was saying how his pops uh would make would make his moms turn off that music and he played Bit Daddy Kane so he can so he can understand what good music sound like. So mm-hmm. it's kinda that of, kinda of makes me think of that. So I want to say like yes, but then no, because it's like at the end of the day, music is music, and they're only talking about what's around them. So right. if you end up growing up to see the same, like if you in the hood, especially if you're in the hood, then nine times out of ten, if you hear like a, a DMX song, then you're just gonna hear it, but the fuck you see outside, right? So it's like you already been exposed. What are your thoughts on people who claim that hip hop music uh, incites violence? Um, insights, violence. Um, again, <laughs> that's like that's like when that's like like when I heard that, that's like when people say black on black crime. You know what I'm saying? Like it's right. it's crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I I feel like it's just a form of using hip hop to weaponize an issue. Like right. you're trying to use hip hop to say this is because, why violence is happening. Because ultimately, a lot of rock music can also incite violence, and we don't hear that much about it anymore, right? Exactly. Like we we're talking about crime. We're not talking about the the race on race crime or or this. And and I say this all the time. Are we talking about the issue, or are we talking about the issue that pertains you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because are we talking mm-hmm. about are we talking about how th- how it affects your group or are we talking about the effect <laughs> you know what i'm saying like are we talking about right. the crime that's only happening to you or the crime itself right you know what I mean? do you have any kids no would you like to one day have kids? yes i do what is one of the greatest fears you have um in being a father the greatest fear i have in being a father um Wow. I mean, me knowing I have a little sister, I just don't, I feel like this is uh, the typical answer, but just don't want to see them be hurt. Because mm-hmm. it's like you want to be there for them every time. So in moments where you see some shit and they, um, they in the corner and you can't be there, then it's like you then they're on the verge of crying. Because <laughs> it's like you're right. watching, you're watching your baby have to defend, defend himself or their self. What is something that you most look forward to about being a father? Seeing my, yo, just seeing them look like me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Mini Loses running around? That's a fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I I, 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 I always felt like I was mentally ready for a kid, but it's just all the other shit. Right. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, just that part, just walking in the crib and seeing them run, or like they can probably like run and hit me in the nuts or some shit, and then I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck you up," because <laughs> 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 like, this shit ain't sweet, man. You know what I mean? Right. Do you believe in love? Uh, do I believe in love? And what? <laughs> this is. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, in what sense? <laughs> like in. In, in a relationship, like, do you believe that it's possible to fully love someone to, like, 
Yeah, because I love my mama. You know what I mean? Right, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying referring <laughs> to like a significant other, like That's why I said to what is Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um sure, because shit, if you can have kids with a motherfucker, why not love the motherfucker? <laughs> but, but seriously, um hold on. Um do I believe yeah, because it's like there's people out there that's generally for you at the end of the right. day. I witnessed that and you witnessed the other side too, where people are not there for you. So you actually learn to appreciate the people that's, that's fucking with you uh, generally. And that in the end becomes love for me. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that quote unquote soulmates can only be significant others like a husband or a wife, or can a soulmate be a friend? That sounds like a Jada Pickett Smith question. I'm just saying respectfully um, <laughs> um but can a soulmate be outside of uh i want to say no uh, that's that's a tricky question yo because i feel like ultimately if that's your soulmate then that's your that's your left and your right and your front and back so with me speaking for myself like I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I guess you can have a like a friend as a soulmate, and it could just be like friends, like because I'm not trying to say if it's your soulmate, you gotta go that route. But I feel like most of the time, if it's your damn soulmate, then that's the that's usually the one for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's kind of like a tricky thing. But I would say to answer the question, yes, because you can have friends or like brothers and sisters that's just like solid. You know what I mean? It's like no questions. You don't got to question shit. You don't got to think of nothing. They just want right. to apply it, vice versa. And that can be in terms of soulmate. Or even a sibling. Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. Do you believe, do you fully believe in the concept of soulmates? Do you think a person can have more than one in their lifetime? Um, I don't, I, I would say no, because <clears throat> at that point, like, damn, how many souls you got? <laughs> hey, yo, P, we laughing. Hey, yo, P, we here, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Los, do you love yourself? Wow. Do I love? Yes. Um, Have you always? No. What's it? What's the journey of learning to love oneself? What does it look like, or what was that experience like? What is the journey of, yo, that's heavy. Um, Is this, like, keeping your head up? And I don't, it's like having that, it's it's like having that strength that you don't know you have. And that's that's what's going to keep you pushing. And then eventually you start to, you want to take that initiative to uh, listen and not listen and just talk to certain people and just gather information that's going to help. And then mm-hmm. once you grow, um, that should allow you to then uh, keep your head up further and just see that it's a bigger light to it. That's like the best way I can say it. <laughs> but other than that, you're going to walk through a road with potholes and nails and shit. So you got to know how to just go around that or go through it. Have you ever been in love with someone? Um. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Have you experienced heartbreak? Yes. <laughs> what was that like? Um, I mean, and how old were you? Uh, it's like, it was like, it's like my, like, it was like 16, uh, well, no, like 19, I think, but it was just like being young at the, I mean, I'm still young, don't get me wrong, but I was the teenage young and, um, or pre-adult young, whatever, and Mm -hmm. going through the feelings and not really, like, I guess sit, like, putting it on the list and seeing what it was and just like living through it. And then when it happened, it was just like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> she really did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. right. 
and just learn from that. Has that changed uh, how you look at love now, or were you just do you look at it now like I, I was young then, and it's it, it's different now? It's like yes and no because part like part of part of it was me taking responsibility for the fact that I allowed it to happen. Most of the times, I look at myself like, why the fuck? you allowed to happen because usually when shit go left it's because i step out of my comfort zone right and i notice that shit like the moment i leave the house <laughs> that's when shit goes left you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's like damn if i would just stay the fuck home <laughs> shit would have been goddamn you know what i mean how uh do you get down on a first date wow um this is ksl's question yeah you ain't have to tell me <laughs> <laughs> I promise that. <laughs> I'm going to bet my life savings on that question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, how do I get down on the first date? Um, it depends. Like, to be honest, like, it depends on the person. Like, I'm not going to do the same thing for the same uh, for uh, different people. Right. I got to know who you are, and then I'm going to attack it that way. Like, QSL, if you don't like that response, God bless you. Cause <laughs> so it depends on how, if you're feeling the person or not, and how you're going to... Yeah, not so. th- that plus who they who they are who they like i gotta know who you are like i'm not gonna know you fully but i gotta know you at least to an extent to know where i can take you at which mm-hmm. you fuck with you know dislike how i can approach you because i'm gonna make you I'm gonna, I'm gonna loosen you up you know what i'm saying but how i'm gonna do it is the question right you know what i'm saying because some people like uh putt putt golf some motherfuckers like just to go to eat and you know what i mean mm-hmm uh, what's your biggest pet peeve when you go on a date? Uh, when I go on a date, mm-hmm. um, probably being on your phone. Uh, have you ever been on a date and someone has wanted to touch your hair? No, nah, I don't. Well, yes, but that's a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> So I was going to ask you, does or would that bother you if someone wanted to touch your hair? Yeah, they don't even pet. really know you, of course. Yeah, it's the biggest pet peeve of, of, of all time. Like, don't touch my I'm not a, a chia pet. Like, How long have you been growing your hair? Uh, it would be, what the fuck is it, 20? It would be 22 next year. And it was, it would be seven years in January. Um, how often do you have to get it done? I am getting it done Saturday. I've been waiting for two weeks. So shout out to that black woman because she, <laughs> she, I'm, I'm just waiting. But uh, pro- probably like every two months because I'm kind of like a neat freak with my shit. I'm not going to lie. Like when my shit start getting messy, dog, I'm like, yeah, I need this shit done. Like right now, my shit is Kobe fro out, but my shit is long. <laughs> no. So it, I can like survive that. But if my hair was short, it would be crazy right now. Um, I saw in a show once that this woman was angry at her boyfriend because she thought he was cheating on her, so she cut his locks in his sleep. What would you do if someone oh, did that what? to you? Say it again. Yeah. So I saw in a show once that this woman cut her boyfriend's hair oh, in his God. sleep because she thought he was cheating on her. Oh my What would you do God. if someone did that to you? I can't I can't answer that question. <laughs> Is that a form of assault? Is it not? <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking your opinion. I'm not saying that I don't think it is. No, no, no. I, I, you right. know, but I, I, this is this is this is Los, no, right here, LOS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck what I did. I don't care as long as I didn't touch you physically or d- threaten you or anything like that. I don't give a fuck if you found me having an orgy out this motherfucker. Do not touch my shit. Do not touch me. And that's my tone because I don't play with shit like that. If you do that now to answer the question. If that just so happens, let's go hypothetically. She's not, that's, come on, man. I don't play like that, yo. Like, I got too many cousins on that side. <laughs> that is just, and I'm being serious. I know like, you are. I know, but the reference to the cousins is Don't just... touch my shit, yo. That, yeah. that, people like that got to grow the fuck up. You know what I mean? That you, t- you cutting the nigga hair because he cheated. Because guess what? You cut his hair and he still did that. Right. Well, ultimately, it turned out that he hadn't cheated on her. So, uh, well, yeah, even well, worse right. for that. But right, but that grow up. Don't don't do that. That's I don't even like people touching my hair because I'm not a pet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ask, maybe, and that's a strong maybe. 
You know what I'm saying? But like, don't nah, yo, like you could have woke me up and we could have talked or had a conversation and you could have figured that out. But you just went off your emotion, pure emotion. That's like raw emotion. Cause you ain't even analyze shit. You just went straight to scissors and violence. Those, right. those type of people I don't respect. Have you ever considered cutting or trimming your hair? I do got to trim it eventually. Um, I'm trying to see if I can do 10 years. I got three more to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> this shit is getting heavy. So we, we, I don't know. We're going to see. Like, I, I, they say, they, they say never say never. So I may come out this motherfucker with a season, man, you know? But we're going to see. Um, I think hair is important to most uh, any culture, but I feel that there are certain cultures, and especially in the black community, that hair is super, super important. Why do you think that is? Uh, I do believe hair is, I do believe in strength in, in hair. Hair is my uh, power. So for the moment, I am living like that. That's why I'm definitely not in the mode of cutting it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why, but I do feel like, because it's like, it's the roots. It's like a tree. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When you grow a plant, you put this, you plant the seed, your root is your hair, and then it grows. And right. from that point, you just water your plant. Right. That's strength. How is that not strength? <laughs> of course. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. I'm sorry. Like, if you don't like that, I apologize. This might be sound like an odd question to start, but do you ever feel like you've been here before? What I mean by that, because this is uh, Jamal's question, is would you consider yourself an old soul? I do. I would. Uh, more funny yourself. <laughs> I mean, he's um, really just questioning your date of birth. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I was born I was born in 69. <laughs> Nah, uh, I do believe I'm an old soul because majority of my time growing up, particularly I was around uh, my older siblings and my mother. So like more so my mom, my mom is my other best friend. That That's my life too. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like to this day, like that's just the number one person in life. So I just remember every day listening to Marvin Gaye, OJs. And that was another, re- like she she was the main reason that a lot like she made me go back in time and look up shit as far as music because i remember playing things and she'll just hear it and be like son you don't know about this shit and i'm like what are you talking about mm-hmm. and she'll just play the original like i remember when excuse me i remember when i, I was uh one day i was playing uh brooklyn's finest and she and i was blasting shit and she came out the room and start singing ecstasy by the oj's so I'm like, mom, and I'm looking at her like, what the hell are you, like, what are you singing? And she's like, what the, like, you don't know what you, like, you don't know about this shit. And then she paused it and she played the uh, OJs and I, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So like that right there made me like, wanted to look back and see what the fuck it was before that. Cause it's always, mm-hmm. um, like even just yesterday, um, I'm listening to Doggy Style and I forgot the no, it won't doggy style, but it was a song that Snoop was on, and he's talking about um, how how the Vitson, like how how the girls that he met was on different his homies' music videos, and 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 at the time it was misogynistic, so he was saying like how they all hoes, and then if you go if you go further later into the song with the game and uh, Kanye, the game did the same shit at the end of the song where he's talking about how how um super was in lil wayne's video and all that and i'm like wow he used the same format mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a recycle all right my last question before i get to the rapid fire questions is there any one piece of advice that you live by life goes on because at the end of the day life goes on i i felt that though i had to learn that the hard way like at my lowest state I realized that life goes on. <laughs> so that's that's what I live by. Right. All right. Are you ready for the rapid fire question? I don't know. I'll, I'll probably be All right. <laughs> what is your favorite time of year? Favorite time of the year? Probably, damn, probably, I'll probably say my birthday because um, I take that time to, like, just think about 
the year, you know what I'm saying, and where I'm at currently. Kind of like Mooney says, Happy New Year. It's like your own personal. Yeah, realistically, always. I never work that day because I always give myself that, that time off. And then I just think about what the fuck I just put myself through. And then through, and then from September 2nd on, then I'm back to what I'm doing. Who's your favorite R&B artist? Um, D'Angelo. Your favorite hip hop artist? That's tough. I would have to say, from what y'all just heard, I would have to say 50, but 1B would have to be Ghostface. This question is anonymous. When did you start your GQ modeling career, and will you model for <laughs> Calvin Klein much like your mentor, Tyrese? Come on, man. That's the guy, man. Hey, look, I ain't fucking with his beard, though. Yo, his beard looked like a Brillo pad, but that's the legend, you know what I'm saying? Um... Calvin Klein, man, black underwear only, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't do the white, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dogs or cats? Dogs. <clears throat> do you have a favorite color? Uh, I don't, but I'll probably say black. Jamal's question, what makes Tyrese so great? Come on, man. It's the philanthropist, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, You know what I'm saying? The, yo, he's top five in everything, man. Like, he and bit like we can start with baby boy. He he told his moms he ain't plant the weed in the garden. She ain't want to believe the God, but at the end, who end up doing it? It won't Tyrese. You know what I'm saying? He had a hustle. I, I probably don't agree that he was at his mom's crib, but he was hustling. He was, you know, he was selling dresses. You know what I'm saying? And then you go to waist deep. Who else you know drive off the cliff and then come out in the island all white? Come on, man. And then you get and then you walk in the island with a horse and you get that to your child. This is his legendary shit. And then you do. I ain't even talking about the Django tape. It's like top five greatest uh, films ever, man. <laughs> Django tape, you're right. It is a fantastic yeah, man. tape. Like, classic shit, man. Do you have a favorite drink? Uh, favorite drink is probably uh, Arnold Palmer. If you could travel to any year in a time machine, what year would you choose and why? Wow. Um... Yeah, uh, probably 98. Why 98? Because that, that, that seems to me to be the peak of, like, this hip-hop shit. And I wanted to be this, if I could be this age at that point, I don't know how that, how, how, how that would have impacted me at that point. What's your favorite candy? Uh, probably fruit snacks. Um, do you eat yogurt? <laughs> uh, yeah, I eat the I eat the feminine kind. <laughs> it's a fact. Uh, what's the greatest live show you've ever seen? Now I just brought up Fifty, so that's probably my favorite. But the greatest is. It's a tie. It's, it's, it's between uh, when I went to, No, it's... Yo, all right, can I... Can, I got to name three. Because okay, it's impossible. Go for it. All right, so... This was like... Uh, this was like 2009 at the Norva. Kid Cuddy. And we, we, we was watching it, and it's fire. And then out of nowhere, he brings out Kanye. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Kanye is in Norfolk. And it's the greatest shit ever. So that's one. And that was, if you, um, that was when Kid Cudi and Ashton Roth did the, uh, the college tour back in 09 when they came out. So that was one. Wiz Khalifa is two. Cause that's when I was, uh, a heavy pothead. And that was like the most calmest, chillest concert I've been to. And that was the first time I seen Yellow Wolf when he came out. Mm. Uh, and then the third one would be something in the water when Jay came out. I damn near cried. <laughs> like, I cried like when like Pharrell's on the stage, and we heard uh, rumors of Jay being there, and he's gonna supposed to come out, but we didn't know. So we just right. witnessing the shit, and then I hear this. I hear this man, and like the grown man in me trying to be thorough. But I'm having thug, I, I feel the thug tear coming out because it's cold. <laughs> I'm like, right. what the fuck? And I'm looking at Shorty like, yo, listen, if he comes out, 
this is what's going to happen because I'm a bug. And then I start bugging. <laughs> I have it on my phone and all that shit. Um, say something nice about Aubrey Graham. <laughs> uh, he can rap. <laughs> <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would that be? Um, that's a great question. If I could live anywhere in the world, realistically, it would be somewhere that people wouldn't know. But I'll probably say, um, I'll probably say like DR because that's where my family's at. I do have family on that from my pop side. Right. What is your soul's purpose? <sighs> my soul's purpose. I guess is to, I don't know. I guess it's to talk that shit pretty much. Use my voice and speak what I got to say. And I realize I'm going to put people on in the, um, in the biggest capacity that I can. So especially in my city, cause besides the Timberlands, Missy's, et cetera, Pharrell's, we have so much shit. Like people joke and say something in the water, but that's a fact. We have so much, and I'm not even just talking about music. I'm talking about, I'm talking about food, art, digital artwork, all this shit. Like we are underrated when it comes to this shit, even to this day. Like, so I feel like my purpose is to uh, speak on that. What's an artist that you think is underrated? Um, I always say AZ. Definitely AZ. Like, I feel like he was the um, definitely one of the most, if not the most underrated person. Like, his do or die, his second album is dope, but his first one? Come on, man. Like, in the mahogany, black scenery. Like, what? That shit is classic. People don't talk about do or die like that. So, I would right. definitely say AZ and, and Lloyd Banks, because I, I was a G unit cat. So, keep it 50 and G unit. Lloyd Banks was underrated. Like, because people was just looking at 50, but Lloyd Banks was different. So those are my two. What's something that you don't like doing? What's something that I don't like doing? Uh, um, I don't know. Um, I'll probably say bullshit. And I don't like wasting my time. Like my time is valuable. Like um, I don't like in moments where I'm stagnant and I'm and I'm catching myself doing nothing. That that kind of annoys me because I feel like I'm wasting my time at that point. Do you like your shoelaces tucked in like Run DMC or in a the regular? Place? As you know, that's Sonia's question. <laughs> um, that's a funny question, by the way. Um, uh, I think I let the shoelaces. It's kind of like both. I let the shoelaces out. Some of them are tied, but. I don't even wear shoes like that. I wear slides. <laughs> <laughs> How do you start your day? How do I start my day? I wake up. I make French toast. I make a smoothie. Uh, smoke a blunt. And go to the gym. And then uh, just get ready for work. Who is your favorite Yankees player of all time? Mmm. Mmm. That's hard. Um, it's a mix between, um, damn, son. I, I, yo, people don't like Bernie Williams, yo, but I like Bernie Williams, yo. And then, um, damn, I'm drawing a blank, but because um, I want to, I want to say so. I want to say somebody outside of number two, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll probably go. I'll probably go with uh, Bernie, man. What's the fuck? I'm drawing a blank. I apologize. It's the other cat, but. I'll probably remember it later. What do you know for sure? The Oprah Fahim question. Um, I think I kind of answered that. Um, what do I know for sure? Uh, that the earth is flat. It's like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just stressed me out for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, um... <laughs> Uh, what do I know for sure? Like, I mean, I honestly said it earlier, but I'm gonna say it again. Like, none of this shit in around you will get better. It's gonna be the same thing. They're gonna do the same shit. They're not gonna take initiative to make it better, and that's my belief. So, at the end of the day, you have to make yourself better because you're the only person that's responsible for that. Uh, Project P, I ain't forget about you. You the legend. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, the streets is the streets, and you are the streets. You know what I'm saying? Um. 
you, 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 a person with many hats, you know what I'm saying? You, I call you project P, stenographer P, you know what I'm saying? Pineapple P, you know what I'm saying? Cause like you, 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 you just, your memory is second to none. Like, you know, a lot of shit and it's kind of scary because you can point out shit that people will forget. Absolutely. But you'll know. And then it would like set the tone or it would straighten things back. So you are, um, you're definitely important for what you're doing and you're, you're damn near like a nucleus for a lot of shit. Cause you know what I mean? You keep, you, you keep things up tight and you keep things held, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad, I'm glad. And then you, you gave me maple syrup, man. Like, come on, man. Moment of silence for that, man. Like when I poured that maple syrup on that French toast pee, you know what I'm saying? Is that, that that's the things in life that makes me that that, that makes me smile. If y'all want to know what makes me smile? Pouring syrup on bacon makes me smile. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. So like shout out to the maple syrup. You know what I'm saying? I still need to drink the soda. I don't even drink soda, but I'll drink that for you because you sent it. You know what I'm saying? And you're just a legend. You know what I mean? How was that? <laughs> thank you, Los. That was amazing. Was that? I appreciate. I don't that even so like. I don't even. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you killed it thanks again los that was great i really enjoyed doing the interview um and uh, i appreciate um not just yours but everybody's vulnerability at this point um when i've been interviewing them so but yours right now just because you know i know sometimes we hit on hard topics but i appreciate everybody's uh, vulnerability in those moments again definitely shout the p want to send my love y'all check out p's and q's and just want to thank everybody for checking in listening to the los interview you know and happy halloween man you know check the candy make sure it ain't no no knives and no weaponry in there you know make sure it's just chocolate and wash your hands because it's a lot of dirty motherfuckers with covid passing out candy respectfully for the love episode eight god bless